Thank you for watching the best barbecue show. I am here at Cosmic Coffee right next to uh, Leroy and Lewis Barbecue with a, a barbecue crew from uh, almost, what, three, 4,000 miles away? You guys are, you guys are from, yeah. Something like that. Um, but here at the head of the table is Matt of Matt's Barbecue. Hello. Uh, probably the best barbecue joint in Portland. One of the oldest joints as far as like the wave. You guys started it. You learned to cook brisket in Australia, right? Yep. That's and, my first uh, job cooking barbecue. And now you're here in Austin uh, doing the tour. This isn't the first time we've met, but uh, how's, how's the trip so far? Uh, it's been great. It gets better every time. There's so many new spots opening up. And, you know, it's always great to kind of, uh, I've been here a lot, but like, for a lot of these people, it's their first time going to Snows and even just going to Texas. And, and to share my love of barbecue with everybody's rad. Uh, do you feel like it's, you know, you, you cooked in Australia. You had a close pit, right? Yeah, that, yeah. It was correct? like an upright smoker. And, uh, and you've cooked in a lot of places since then. Do you feel like you, you've kind of fell in love with it in Australia? Did you already have kind of an idea of it before you even uh, went? I liked barbecue as an idea. You know, I went to... Uh, Arthur Bryan's in Kansas City and really kind of like was blown away at what they were doing and that was like the first kind of moment I really liked barbecue but should I keep talking? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, yeah you know when I made barbecue in Australia I just caught the bug I just started doing a deep dive and getting kind of obsessed with it. And they get they get really good meat down there you yeah, said right? Yeah excellent excellent beef and uh you know, it's it's the Australian barbecue scene's been blowing up since then. It's just the Australian culture and, and Texas style barbecue they just work so well together. And now yeah. there's barbecue competitions in Australia. None of that shit existed when I was uh, cooking down there. I'm trying know? to go to Meat Stock. In, oh, you uh, should. Yeah, March. yeah. So I might I might max out a credit card for that. Nice. Uh, so you've got a whole crew here. Why don't you you take us down the line? All Tell right. Us who, uh, who we got to my right here. We got Sarah. She's uh she works in the mornings. <laughs> she, she also does all the catering stuff. She'll, she'll be big on our on-site catering uh, things that we're going to get started soon. Next is Riley. He's the kitchen manager of Matt's Barbecue. I guess you're the longest employee right now? At this point now. Yeah, yeah. he's worked At here over point, two and a half years. Yeah, two and a half years. <laughs> it's pretty yeah, long. Beast mode, I, you know, dude. We've beast been open mode. for four and a half, so yeah, he kind of like keeps uh, the day-to-day -day going. Uh, we got Dashiell. He's our spiritual advisor mostly. Uh, a lot of good advice. He's going to college. He has like dreams and aspirations of being a better human than he is now, and that's really uh, amazing. Uh, Devin is the best Magic the Gathering player uh, that has ever worked at Matt's Barbecue. And uh, the only. He is also uh, works in the morning. Uh, Nick is handles most of the commissary stuff, so we do all our, our sides off-site oh. now. So he's another manager. He does the commissary. He also does a lot of stuff for Matt's Barbecue Tacos. Uh, we got Adam, our night guy. He's been here for about a year. He has check a nickname one, of two. Old Hog, which I don't know where that came from, but maybe these guys can yeah, illuminate it. Hogs. Yeah, he does all the night stuff. And we got Mike, who's our resident Texan. Uh, hey. He's also doing all the night stuff and crushing it. And uh, he actually used to work at Franklin's and Terry Block's, among some oh, other really? places. Yeah, I moved up to Portland. Have and we crossed paths before? Maybe tertiarily. I've seen him seen around. Nice. Maybe, maybe out at Snows. Nice. That's awesome. Well... 
you got a you got a solid crew, and you guys were you threw down at snows, you've thrown down in a few other places. Oh, Do yeah. you have a you, you guys have any favorite bites or anything that you know kind of awakening moments uh, now that you've done the Texas barbecue crawl? Oh yeah. Grab a mic. Yeah. Don't be shy. Pork steak and ribs, pork ribs at Snows were knockout, like so much different than everything else we've had. Really? Yeah. What was different about them, Nick? Uh, I think it's from not being rested the way most places you're getting ribs that have been rested. I mean, the, the pork steak is just different from, you know, it's just, it's not pulled pork, which is what we've been eating a lot of. Uh, but yeah, something about the texture of the ribs, they were like, you could chew through the cartilage like you didn't even really notice you were eating cartilage it was that tender but it also had like great bark yeah. it was really like almost like dry in a good way on the outside like really hard yeah Dashwell? i think uh we take our ribs further than a lot of places in texas and the most impressive thing about snows is that it's you know there's a saying called texas tight and those ribs were like you know, it's like they're not going to fall apart when you pick them up with um, some tongs, but they're also like super melty and buttery. And that's that be able to get both of those qualities in one rib is really impressive. Now, when you say take them further, you, you're talking about like cooking them a little longer? Yeah, our, I think uh, Portland likes ribs that are cooked further than Texas generally. Yeah, we're all, at the end of the day, we do Texas-style barbecue, but we like we cook for Portland, obviously, and we want everyone to show up and line up and love what, what we do. Like we like what I call it is uh, we call Portland tender. You know, there's Texas tight and there's Portland tender, and, you know, you go a little bit further than people in Austin might like, but people in Portland, uh, they love that fall-off-the-boney kind of-ness. Well, and if Guy Fietti and all the people are, are coming to your restaurant all the time, you're probably doing something right, right? Yeah, it seems that way. Keeping the mat and Matt's barbecue. <laughs> yeah. Well, and don't you think that's kind of the secret? Is you you start with the holy trinity, whatever you want to call it, but then you you make it yours. You don't just yeah. follow someone else. There, there's no right way to do it, and uh, you just see what everyone else does. And and you know our smoker's way different than what uh, there is here, um, and and our meat is different, and our wood is different, and you know you're throwing logs on the fire, and you're just kind of kind of you know I developed a system or actually now we all developed the system really organically what works what doesn't what can we do all together repeatably every single day you know really keep that consistency up and uh yeah uh speaking of i, I think the night guy's got the uh remind us of your name uh, i'm adam 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 smith so what do you cook overnight old hog the old hog <laughs> got it <clears throat> sorry i had something in my throat old hog matt's barbecue <laughs> um yeah i just i think like the like top moment of this trip so far is just like going out to like Lexington and Taylor and checking out Snows and Truth and uh, Louis Miller's and talking to those pitmasters who are like, what do you mean thermometer? Like, like having Tootsie ask, like put, tell me to put my hand on the pit and like try to tell her what temperature it was. I was just like befuddled. I, you know, what I mean. If was, your name isn't Tootsie, you should totally use a thermometer. It makes your I'm like, a lot I mean, better. like, what temperature is the meat? What temperature are you? Am I touching? Like this and that. But like, all these these old school cats that have been doing it forever, it just goes to show that like it's an art of it's an and a craft of like not just like following rules, but like just really cooking with your heart and like, um, you know, you're gonna get the best product with food in any genre, like just by really 
loving what you're doing and knowing knowing the food, having a relationship with that food. So that shit kind of blew my mind, like meeting those those like those OG pitmasters, yeah. you know. Also, let's all give a shout out to Wayne at Louis Mueller. Uh, yeah, yeah Wayne smoke and the whole crew. Turns out, uh, some guy was on vacation with their night cooks, and Wayne was cooking the beef ribs last night, or I should say, two nights ago. And that beef rib we got today was by far. I've had some great beef ribs at, uh, at Louis Miller, and that was by far the best. Yeah, yeah. Like Louis totally Wayne, the whole I got one from the king. And it turns out that Wayne cooked. Turns out Wayne cooked it, and that was really cool. So Wayne, I'd love to meet your man and uh, shake your hand. <laughs> I will. I will definitely pass on that message. Big shout out, the Pope. Uh, well, so you guys live in Portland, and as much as Portland and Austin are compared, like you have to be, you have to have a vibe. You have to care about what you're doing. To, to get anywhere in Portland, there's not a lot of like McDonald's and, and Subways around. So yeah, you got to. I know where all the McDonald's are, and I have them <laughs> ranked. If anyone wants to know, can you can you give us a, a quick list? Uh, go to the one on Lombard, Lombard and MLK. Lombard's yeah, solid that's, for me. That's the best one. Matt can hit Restaurant Depot and get Mc, two McDonald's breakfast sandwiches by the time he's back to Mass Barbecue. Nah, Subway, I'm not really into Subway. I just want to make that publicly known. It's always a surprise visit. Popeyes on Ainsworth is a good one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, you guys were cooking so much, you don't have time for slow food. You got to eat fast food. Yeah, you know, you just do what you do. If you're running through the day, like, I won't eat lunch until 3 3 o'clock sometimes and forget. So if you're next to a McDonald's, just smash it out and get back to work, you know. Well, and you guys have adapted to, you know, since you've opened, you've moved around a few times. You were talking to me about now you have two locations, right? One for tacos. Yeah, we do Matt's Barbecue Tacos. Uh, it's more of your Valentina's Tex-Mex style, I guess you could say. You know, we're just doing breakfast tacos, barbecue tacos, making our own uh, fresh flour tortillas, you know, tortillas cooked to order. And that's kind of been really popular and people have really started to love it because nice. there's no, there, there's really no place to get breakfast tacos in Portland. And uh, we kind of started to make it a thing, I guess. I've know? only spent a few weeks in Portland, but I can't admit, I can't think of when I saw one Mexican. So I don't know if they even right. make it up there. <laughs> it's around, you know, so just y- not the same. You guys are bringing something solid, It's not the same solid, as it though. is in Texas, you know. And it's all breakfast burritos before that, which is yeah. not really, I don't know. That's just whatever for me. Which is strange because Austin has no burritos. There's like two burrito yeah. places, which is so weird. We, we have tacos everywhere, but for some reason the burrito just never took hold right. here. Uh so is the Northeast location kind of the, the mothership, and you send stuff down to uh, the taco shop? No, it's got its own smoker. We're cooking oh, on nice. the original Matt's Barbecue smoker, which is only four feet long, the cook chamber. So nice. we got these. We, we, we'll cook um, to get better space. We cook CABs. We cook the big guys, bigger Angus. Um, we'll just put them, like, nose to nose. We put cardboard under the flats. Like, we basically burn the hell out of them and do the best we can because it, it, it's not supposed to cook that much food. Uh, but we chop it up for a taco, and it, it works for the time being. But um, and then Matt's Barbecue, we have like a 500 gallon, and we get, um, you know, um, you know the gooder, the, the all natural briskets and stuff, and nice. take a little more time with it. But moving forward, I've got 4,000 gallon Mobergs coming. Boom. Um, when the city of Portland wants to give me all my permits, uh, we will be building a warehouse. I've got a warehouse that I'm renting, and we're going to build a commercial kitchen and smoke everything in one location, and then ship it out to the various carts and that's going to up our quality all across the board you guys excited but about that 
Yeah. But right <laughs> now we yes make do with everyone. what we got, and we do. I think we do a really nice job considering how busy we are, because we got a pack of those smokers every day, which is great, well, you know. And Certified Angus Beef is a good friend of the show. I've gone yeah. out to some of their events, and I'm actually yeah. I'm going to be going to their Ohio location uh, nice. next week. And I don't want to say that those are bad. I yeah, I don't want to imply that those are not good briskets, <laughs> but they're big. Yeah. When you got, when you can only fit four briskets and you got a billion people, we sell yeah, 800 tacos pickings. a day at the taco car, which is pretty good for a small little food cart, you know. Um, so we we like the CABs there, the Angus, just because they're bigger. It's like more more meat per square foot uh, on the smoker, yeah. where where we can take uh, smaller ones that kind of cook a little better on the big guy. Um, yeah, and that's kind of the system we developed. So are you all split between the different locations, or? No, no, this is all barbecue. No, this is all barbecue. Full I, strictly I was down barbecue here the crew. First Big dogs only. Taco cart. So this gotcha. is my. So now we got. We're. I try to take everyone down to Texas, and the crew's so big that we got to split into two. Um, so yeah, we're, the taco cart. We went to San Antonio and ate a bunch of tacos and came up here. Be able to charter uh, a plane by the time you get those Mobergs. Yeah, maybe we'll see. <laughs> we're talking about uh, school bus. The, you guys should, we, should talk about the Cannonball Barbecue Run. It's <laughs> never. Go. It's never gonna happen. But we're like, let's rent four Mustangs and like start in West Texas and just all like speed through Texas and eating barbecue all the way. Cadillacs. Race each other. Yeah, get four Corvette. But, you know, we'll have to sell a lot of barbecue before that trip happens. Go Smokey and the Bandit style. We yeah. can go Smokey and the Bandit style with a lead car and a pace car, you know, and just have the Camaro out front. And Longhorns on all of them. Suburban behind. What big was old, that? Big old Longhorns. Longhorns. Longhorns on all of them. Yeah, you know, it's been a good trip and we're, we've had a lot of fun. So that, that's that's an interesting point. Uh, a lot of Texas-based places play up the whole Texas thing when they're not in Texas. Do you guys have like Longhorns and Stars and stuff? Oh uh, yeah, well, you gotta have the goofy stuff, man. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm not gonna pretend like I'm from Texas because I'm not. Uh, but we make Texas-style barbecue and it's just fun for everybody. You know, we keep it light and breezy. But I'm not gonna be walking around in a ten-gallon hat and, <laughs> and shit. You know, Riley. We've got we've got our wood guys who are chainsaw artists. Oh yeah. You know they carve the, the bowls. Yeah. We had Jer- our wood Jeremy. guy also carves. Jeremy. So our wood guy who delivers our wood, his his real job is he carves for a living. So this is like his side project with all his scrap. So he he made us a big longhorn uh, cow's head out of wood. You know he makes all sorts of stuff. Uh, That's badass. We, we have it decorated on all the carts. I think it's a it's a pig riding a cow. There's one wooden sculpture for that. We got, a, we got a pig and a cow in a hot tub. Gargoyle with marble eyes. We got some feathers. We, we had a little rabbit drinking a beer. I got a bloodhound dog at my house. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and similar to Austin, Portland's a very artistic town. Do you feel like both these cities are developing like crazy? Are you still seeing? Are yeah. the artists getting pushed out, or is it still pretty yeah. safe to be an artist? I don't know. I'm not an artist, but you're a meat all, artist. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the condos are bigger in Texas. But there's still plenty of condos everywhere, and, and it changes the landscape of things for sure. Well, um, and and Portland. I don't know how I feel about it, really. Portland was already an established city, whereas Austin's so small that it's just kind of growing like a circle. Right. You know, Portland grows in these sections and neighborhoods. Yeah. And it, it's I a, mean, it's a lot different. As a citizen, uh, I would I wish they weren't. It wasn't growing so much, and we could keep it like smaller and more simpler. As a business owner, I'm like, oh yeah, baby, that's like <laughs> 600 go. more brisket eaters bring them on down to the carts you know so uh, that's just yeah well speaking of so you said you're 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 a, a little low on space how, mi- how much are you cooking right now uh we can get 16 briskets on what like eight butts ish 10 we, we always get more yeah Riley, why don't you take 12, this question wherever they'll fit pretty much 
That's it. 20, 22. You can fit 22 if they're small, 21 if they're big. And you cooking in shifts, or you're just kind of packing everything in there? Packing it in there. We got a big menu. We do the bellies and stuff, so we kind of stagger things throughout the day. Like burn ends on the bellies or what? Both. Both. Yeah. yeah. So we'll do sliced belly, which honestly, we were talking about this the other day. Like, the way we do sliced pork belly is probably the most unique thing we do at Matt's Barbecue. Like, we got a really great method, and it's super tender. Um, and it's nothing I've ever eaten at any other barbecue spot, you know. Um, and then what we'll do is we'll take some of those bellies, put them in the fridge, uh, and then we'll chop them up, toss them in mustard and brown sugar in the morning, and we'll make burn ends out of them. So we have sliced pork belly and pork belly burn ends. So tell me more about the slice. Are you doing a specific slice, or what he, makes it unique? Uh, so, uh, um, well, honestly, here, this is exactly how we do it. We'll split them in half. So basically, you got like, uh, instead of like an eight inch piece of belly, you got a four inch piece of belly. Um, and then we will smoke them to like 165 and then kind of boat them, similar to like how Evan does his briskets. Gotcha. Uh, so kind you're of essentially. A yeah, so now you're, you're kind of, you're basically you're rendering, the, you have the airflow where you're rendering the fat over the top. The bottom is, you get, you're losing all some, all that fat is kind of sitting at the bottom of the belly, kind of confining it in a slight bit. You know what I mean? And then, yeah, it just comes out really nice, and you can kind of slice it like fatty brisket, you know? So you slice it like brisket. Yeah, for sure. And then, like I said, we'll burn end it, too, because nothing better than a, a sweet, salty piece of pork. It, it, it sounds like an amazing recipe, and is that something you just figured out playing around, or you guys yeah, all test it, we just stuff, kinda, or we what? Just, yeah, we developed it. it. It wasn't that hard, I guess. It just kind of, I don't know. Yeah, no one, no one else does it. I don't know why. Maybe everyone <laughs> should do it. Yeah. Do you guys do much experimenting together? Do you ever just grab some meat and see, oh yeah, see these what guys you can were cooking turkeys the other day. I don't know We've been cooking turkeys, that. cooking pork loins, Cool Ranch potato salad. Nick's very passionate about Cool Ranch potato salad, so we'll be maybe putting that on the menu. Tater tot hot dish. We're doing some tater hot, tater tot hot dish. A Adam's style. from Minnesota, so we want to do a tater tot hot dish after eating Truth's tater tot casserole. So he's going to throw that on the menu. Yeah, Doritos has a copyright on the Cool Ranch name, but on the flavor, we're really dialed in. We tweaked it. We got the Doritos spelled with a K. Uh, we got garlic in there. We got some sugar in there. We got some secret family blend. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it tastes like a, a chip, but it's potato salad. Not as crunchy. That's a Cooler Ranch. No, Potato it's cool list. Yeah. Cool list. Well, and it sounds like you guys have some freedom. I mean, one of my favorite things is to turn on the mics with the crew because the the people who cook, the people who are there day in day, uh, have so many interesting stories. I mean, you guys ever get weird requests? I know that there's always a challenge cooking Texas style in other places. Uh, I don't know. Weird requests? Daniel Vaughn asked me if Matt was just sitting on a beach counting money these days. I said, no, dude, he's taking us to Texas, man. What did you say? Medium rare brisket. The, oh, blood, the bloody, oh, yeah. bloody brisket. <laughs> the medium rare brisket. I mean, I, if people think our brisket fall, is fall off the bone tender and so good, I'll just say thank you. My, yeah. You know, this isn't a time for an educational moment. I was just like, yeah, cool. If you thought that fell off the bone, great. We got that awesome the Beyond Brisket coming out. The, the, the whole. <laughs> yeah, the impossible brisket. The, ve the vegan brisket made out of potato, cooler ranch potato chips. There is a lot of, like, vegan and vegetarianism up there, right? Yeah, there's Hometown Barbecue. Was it Hometown? Homegrown Smoker. Homegrown, homegrown smoker, smoker. Sorry, Hometown's in New York. <laughs> homegrown Smoker is like a to vegan buy barbecue weed. place. And, you know, 
it's respectable. I wouldn't say uh, every barbecue aficionado has to line up and try to try it, but they're doing cool stuff, and I and like you can really appreciate what they do. Um, and we always try to have a couple. Now we don't have Matt's barbecue, but the taco shop we do vegan stuff because you know it's just a really yeah. you know we cook for the people at the end of the day. Like the business is successful if the people that if people buy your stuff and trying to make sure that we make everyone in Portland happy. You know, and everything's good off the smoker. That's I mean, I have vegans and vegetarians yeah, we'll, we'll to do, my smokehouse all the time. We do mushroom tacos, and I think they're great, you know. We throw some spinach and some pico in there with the smoked mushrooms, and, yeah, it's just an easy easy thing to eat. Amigos is vegetarian, not vegan, obviously, but, you know, it's a great dish for, for people. Do you do uh, the tofu, seitan, any kind nah, of fake type? I, I really like seitan, and I think it has a lot of cool applications with smoking and in tacos, but we don't do anything yet. Maybe one day. Uh I mean, it's it's just so interesting because I have a very different view of Portland because I went there before I'd even started the show and right. before there was really any barbecue there. Uh, what a, you know, one of my favorite things in Portland is, is New Seasons. Oh yeah, um, I'm a huge fan of their the, their coffee blends and all nice. the, the breakfast food. Um, is there are, are there other things that you kind of adapt to Portland? I mean, you're probably getting your your meat from more of the Midwest, right? Like the rest of the guys. Yeah, I believe it's from Michigan our meat, but. And do you do, do you have other like local team ups or are there places looking to try to get some Matt's barbecue into their bar or restaurant or uh, yeah, grocery store? The, the team ups are tricky. You know, well, I'm a partner in Eam. And that's like a, a, a different thing. It's that Thai barbecue restaurant. But, you know, it's I'd like to sell my tortillas to other people. But there's, you know, a lot of that stuff is, is more like a businessman challenge when you're trying to navigate the laws and rules and regulations. You know, we can under the table drop off a brisket at a bar, but then we have no control over how it's sliced and served. Right, yeah, you don't want to. So it's it like to... you don't want to extend yourself so far where the now people associate, like, the shitty thing they got at some bar with Matt's Barbecue. Like, so we just want to make sure everyone gets really good food if we're going to put our name on it. You know what I mean? So are you planning on doing catering with, like, have someone there to slice it yeah, and do it the yeah. full so service? So once we get the warehouse going, we'll have on-site catering. Um, and, like, we'll be able to do weddings and stuff because we get so many response like, request to do weddings and we just don't have the the facilities to kind of handle that but once we got the four mobergs now we can do that 300 person wedding without really kind of it being an issue sarah's got a lot of wedding experience and catering stuff and i have a fair bit myself and uh it'll be great to just drive out into the country somewhere with a bunch of yetis full of brisket and a cutting board and give someone a cool experience yeah and it's a uh, it's really unique because most of the time when you think about a wedding you think about to order fillets or fish or all these yeah. plates and it's to me, I mean, best thing you do is barbecue because all those fillets are, you know, when people try to serve medium rare steaks to 350 people, it's the it's terrible. All wedding, most wedding food is terrible, even at the expensive places. <laughs> exactly. Where barbecue, you can scale it, and I can serve you the same brisket you get at the cart for 300 people for your wedding, and like super easy. So I think it's a, a really smart move for for your, when you're trying to feed people in mass, you know. Plus, when you put it on the invitation, you're probably more likely to get guests. Yeah, we had a. Uh, we were doing. We did one Super Bowl party, and we always order pickup catering, and they ordered like two briskets. But then they told all their friends that Matt's Barbecue was catering, and all the RSVPs that were no's turned into yeses. And all of a sudden, another 20 people showed up, wanted to go to their Super Bowl party because they they knew there was good barbecue there. And that was kind of a funny story. There you go. I mean, people come running to good barbecue. I mean, do you feel like uh, a lot of places now are are coming up? You know, you do breakfast tacos. Have you guys thought about staying open 
uh, you know, through dinner or extra hours. Yeah, we're gonna do dinner. We're kind of we have we'll do like prime rib and stuff. I mean, that's all about having more food. Oh, I love prime rib. You know, at the end of the day, we just need more food and like like the new warehouse and Moberg's will do it. But we're at a bar at, at Prost where Matt's Barbecue is, and there's tons of people around, and we could serve them food. We just never had the ability, the capacity to stay open that late. How's the city about smokers and smoke and all that? Uh, uh, all right. <laughs> uh, they hate us. Yeah, I'm currently getting a month. I'm currently paying a monthly fine for a uh, smoke violation at Matt's Barbecue, um, and that is the catalyst for the warehouse. So you know, I was like, they're like, you got to move the smoker or close the cart. I'm like, I'm doing neither. I'll just pay the fine. Let's just work the, you know, uh, and, and that. You know, it's been obviously what do you they give you 30 days and the idea of like building, finding a commercial space and developing it into a kitchen. Um, that's not something that happens in 30 days. This has been a project I've been working on for like 10 months now. It's ridiculous how long it takes. Um, and yeah, that we found a new spot that's zoned heavy industrial where basically we can stink up the place as much as we want not to deal with it. But we are getting a little bit of issues. Um, and it's only one. All it takes is one person to complain to the city to bring down like a shitstorm of uh, frustrations upon a business. I'm sure you've seen the setup at Terry Black's. Yeah, yeah, I've talked with them a lot about it. And, you know, uh, yeah. It's not the best situation, but they make it work. You make it work. You know what I mean? We got we're a 24 man team, and you know we're gonna push on through. Like, you know, yeah, figure it out. And like I said, that's where this warehouse comes in. That'll allow us to exist uh, forever and keep continue to grow without having to deal with like some lo- the, the logistical challenges that. Is that warehouse presents. kind of away from? Oh, yeah. Certain things. It's or? in the middle of nowhere, man. It's great. And it's the way it's zoned is even if a, a condo opens up next to it, they can't complain about the smoke. Boom. Yeah. So I, it took a long time to find that spot. And it's funny because um, I would find these heavy industrial spots, talk to the landlords, and they were like, we don't want smokers in your parking lot, blah, 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 blah. And then we found someone who was like, yeah, that sounds good. And then I do research about the landlord, and they are uh, these real estate developers from Houston. <laughs> nice. So, of course, you know, you tell them, hey, can I put 4,000 gallons? They're like, yeah, sure. We, we don't care, you know. So it was a kind of funny coincidental. We found these Texan landlords that would let us put smokers on their property. Hey, man, Texans are everywhere. That's yeah. We seed the world with good barbecue. Yeah. Well, and, and it's it's growing all over the world. I talk to guys in the Philippines, Australia, London who do Texas barbecue. Now, Daniel Vaughn recently called you guys the best scene outside of Texas. Yeah. And He's I think you, ha- you have a lot of responsibility for that. judge of barbecue. I just want to let everyone know that. <laughs> Do you? Uh, uh, go ahead, Nick. Yeah, come on. Get, I got to set Nick the record straight here. Nick got mentioned twice, and I think I it's got, important. <laughs> I got a, I got a, I got a lot of air time also, from from <laughs> Daniel Vaughn and. Ca- hey, hey, well, cool. break it up, break it up, Nick. Nick is also our uh, team mediator. Breaks up fights. I break up a lot of fights. It kind of made it sound like I made this really tasty piece of lean brisket that he ate, but I didn't. That was old hog all the way. Yeah, it's very so. Oh, everyone. Old hog, old hog sent me a text message at midnight the next day that said, "I'm gonna beat your ass the next time I see you." I, I said, "Try that again." Yeah. Start over, dude. Everyone try it again. Everyone needs to know it's Adam it who made the brisket. Daniel, he pulled off the brisket that Daniel Vaughn ate. There my you face, go. your ass. Yeah. I mean, my ass, your face. The, the old hog stays true. Uh, but it's cool that, you know, I, I'm waiting for a Texas monthly list that doesn't have all top 50 yeah. in the state of Texas. And I think we're closer to that than ever. Sure. But it's tricky because, like, what, Daniel's going to eat every single barbecue place in America? Yeah. You know, there's a, some inherent cha- challenges to that. But 
We're I'm doing some good stuff, him. and it's great to be recognized, you know? Yeah, and, well, and, and, and the cool thing is is that you guys get to, you know, behind every good barbecue joint is a great crew. Yeah. And you know? so I, I have yet to go to a place where it's like, oh, there's a bunch of assholes there. I don't want to interview yeah. them. You know, it, it was a long, you know, I started this thing by myself, throwing every log on the fire, and it's been a long growth period. And now these guys do everything. You know, I'm, uh, I'm head of paperwork and doing annoying shit that I hate. But, uh, you know, yeah, like these guys make the barbecue nowadays, and it's great to be able to uh, have it come out so good and still to like the idea that I want without having to like, you know, knowing, having faith that everyone's going to just smash it out every single day. Do you think it's a inevitable thing that if you if you really want to stay successful that you have to get out from behind the pits? It's hard, yeah. It's delegation. There's only so many hours to the day. Like for a while, I was doing those 40, 50 hour weeks, and then doing payroll on my days off. It was awful. And then going to restaurant depot, like doing the shopping in the mornings, and then start like, it's a really great way to burn yourself out trying to do everything. And and learning how to delegate is a skill that I've had to acquire because I, I used to be like, I want to do everything myself. You know, that was the whole point of Matt's Barbecue and. And realizing that, like, you could be more successful and the food could be even better if you let other people just try to do their own thing and shine and stuff. So, but yeah. it also sounds like you're a pretty efficient guy. That's what these guys make it sound what like you mean? can do a run and get McDonald's all in a oh, few minutes. Oh, you know, like, I don't know. Uh, you can eat it. You can, uh, you know, uh, uh, egg and cheese, uh, egg McMuffin in the car. It's not that hard. You only need one wheel, to, one hand to drive the car. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. Hey, if you're using one hand, you're better than most of these Texans. <laughs> have you noticed uh, how crazy the driving is? Uh, Getting around town? Have you? I don't know. <laughs> We've been in we a, got, we got a extended sur- escalator. We went into a suburban, suburban. that I've been... Fl- Texas like, edition. You know, it's a rental, so when you're in a rental, you might as well floor it every time you get it onto the highway. <laughs> so we've been, uh, you know, I've been pushing the limits of these uh, Chevy so you're all packed into one big truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We so wanted a monster fun. truck, but... That went with uh, Chevy. Yeah, we got yeah. the Suburban. That's what we're rental. saying. It might even American be fun made. next year, instead of getting one big Suburban, to Texas, get like two Texas or three edition. Camaros and just rip around the countryside eating barbecue. Yeah. Um, take, take turns smoking tires. Yeah. Well, speaking of smoking, you guys also <laughs> had, uh, you know, uh, the whole marijuana legalization. Did that happen while you were open? It did. It did. So did you see, like more bleary-eyed, larger orders coming in as soon uh, as the uh, law changed, or what? Well, I think the Devin? Rea- yeah, Devin will take this one. <laughs> People need to stop asking us to buy their hemp to smoke with. It does not work. Oh, yeah. Some guy wanted to sell his leftover hemp and try to sell it as a smoking wood or something to us. We've already built a water bong to filtrate the smoke. We've stacked it up with weed. It burns through. Portland is not high. <laughs> well, I'm Go ahead. Oh, I'll just say, uh, people have been smoking weed in Portland way before it was legal, so you don't see much of a difference. It's just uh, you can just buy it next door to our, you know, two doors down from our business nice. now. Is it all over the city? Like, is it like every? Yeah, every all over the city, but it's super casual. I think it really, you don't really yeah. see any changes on how the world works. Like, it's, I mean, that's just a testament to like the legalization of marijuana. It's just, it's just whatever, yeah. man. It's like, it's like everything. It's There's no a spike deal. at the beginning, and then it's just, yeah, it's, it's like going to buy a six-pack. It was a novelty for the first two weeks, and then, you know, like I said, everyone who wanted to smoke weed was already smoking weed before it was legal, yeah. so now it's just, like, now it's if a anything, little more the drug dealers make less money, you know, yeah. the people that grow in their bank backyard joints for $1.80. What? Yeah. yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Is it, is it, is it, is there a, uh, anyone else Yep, I'll take one. Is there a uh, is there a, like a big competition? That seems crazy cheap. Oregon is a wash in marijuana, just very bumper crops. 
it's everywhere, but you know where to get the good stuff, and you know what is okay stuff. Or what's on sale, exactly. or what's... Because a dollar eighty sounds like that's like basically free. It was good. It's it free. was good, and it's a good joint. It was a good joint, no matter what. <laughs> no matter what. Are you? Is it kind of like checking out restaurants? You kind of just try out a different place every time you go out. Kinda, or your buddy has better stuff, and then you go ask them where they go. So. Or you go to McDonald's. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had a almost four pound harvest off of two six foot plants in the backyard this year. Uh, nice. So. So there's a ton of like home propagation also. Yeah. We got the tip, Actually, tip yeah, jar yeah, filling up with joints. Which, by the way, we do enjoy. Please oh, keep those coming. No, they you, they do they hook it up. Well, and uh, it's cool because it's like it's kind of like everyone you know had like a, a a bump on their forehead and they were wearing a hat over it. Now everyone can just uncover their thing. Like it's like everyone can just be like, oh, we're all we're all the same. Yeah. It's not uh, we don't have to hide ourselves anymore. So. Uh, it sounds like you have a lot of plans for the restaurant. You you want to do some catering. You, you got a lot of event experience. Event, yeah. I, w- I really want to. Um, it's really hard to turn down all these events and weddings. Um, so it'll be really exciting once we get that going, and then once uh, we can get a truck that goes out to somewhere, and then do like a, smoking on the streets. Yeah, like full barbecue style. It sounds like you're gonna need more than one truck. We might. I'm turning yeah. down a lot right now, which is hard, but. Eventually, we'll get that going. Well, like, uh, have you heard of Fox Brothers in Atlanta? No. So they they cook they cook wings for the Super Bowl when it was in Atlanta a couple years ago, and they have like a row of, I think Oilers. They have a row of rotisserie smokers and then a row of delivery trucks outside. So it's like a factory. Hell They're yeah. They're just running it That's out awesome. as fast as they cook Hell it, yeah. and it's it's cool to see because some people the quality can go down when you get to that point, but you guys and them and a lot of these places are finding a way to you know keep a good standard keep great employees keep a good vibe so that the food doesn't die when you have a little bit bigger of an operation absolutely and then um i don't know if i'm i'm like matt i don't know if matt wants me to talk about this but i but for weddings we're going to start growing bigger things and doing like late night snacks and different things that aren't just on our menu and then like chicken wings and other things like that so that gets other people excited for that yeah. stuff too you can cook a lot of chicken wings yeah. on a smoker yeah like hell yeah i have a i have a little hundred gallon and i think i've cooked 60 or at like 10 or 15 pounds at a time it's the and it's easy it's like you just rotate them away from the hot spots and and people go apeshit for that. oh i love smoked yeah. wings if you want to if you want to do it even harder you just give them a little fry at the end or you throw them in or like you put them all by the the fire so they get all a little crispy It'd be hard to talk mad into a fryer but maybe but maybe <laughs> or just like a hot oven yeah, yeah. or a, keep keep one of the smokers like burning hot and just throw them in there it's a Wings, man. Yeah. I love smoked chicken wings. I'm surprised more places don't do poultry. No fryers, only smokers. <laughs> Everything is a smoker where we work. I did a, uh, a Thanksgiving party four years ago, and it was just called Everything Must Get Smoked. So anything people brought, the pies, everything went in the smoker. Right on. Don't smoke grapes. We'll Let's shout that grapes. out real quick. We, we tried that, and it does not work. work. <laughs> Let's throw that out to everybody else. Who would what what was, the, that. was there a goal behind that? Or you just nope, got, a bun- got a bunch of free grapes. Didn't want to waste them, <laughs> but it didn't work out. So let's just throw that out there. Don't do that. Watermelon, on the other hand. No, go ahead. Watermelon. Smoked watermelon. Yeah, that was the, uh, the fake ham, right? The, the whole big thing that came out on social media. That, I just call it watermelon that we smoked. <laughs> Was that were you guys the ones that did that the no, first time? No, no, no. no. I just like the You know what I'm that. talking about? The ham 
someone like sliced a watermelon so it looked like a ham, and they put it in their smoker and got it like real dark so it it looked like meat. But then when you sliced it, it was a watermelon, <laughs> and that was like a viral video for a couple of days there. Yeah, I didn't see it. Sounds good to me. I'm yeah, about that. That sounds. Good. I mean, what else? Mangoes, avocados. You can put a lot of stuff on the smoker that are sweet. I did some chipotles the other night when the ribs came off. We had some jalapenos out of the garden. Uh, nice. Came out really well. Um, nice and low, smoky. I tried to get down with the smoked jackfruit. Jackfruit's not my thing. I don't know. I guess some people are into it. Is that it. a big fruit? I don't even know what that looks it's, like. Yeah, it's huge. It's like a, it's bigger than a oh. watermelon. It's I like, know what it is. It looks kind of <laughs> like uh, that other thing like that durian, stinks, like, like durian. durian. Yeah, durian. Doesn't stink yeah, tried. Tried to smoke a jackfruit for my friend to make a vegetarian chili. Wasn't my style, but I don't know. Now some, the some the other thing, like the other thing is, uh, you guys have a ton of Asian immigrants, people coming in because you're right on the coast. I had some awesome pho and other food when I was there. Do you see? Are there like Chinese barbecue? Do you see other types of barbecue there? Korean barbecue, or is it? Well, Matt's. I mean, yeah, there's Thai yeah, barbecue. Thai Matt, barbecue. Matt, Earl, and Eric from, uh, so Eric is Shipwreck, and Earl is Padi Longbon and uh, Hot Yai, and they all collaborated on a restaurant called Eam that does pretty pretty good. Oh, that's uh, what he was talking about. Yeah, so it's okay. a Thai and barbecue fusion, and it's, it's popping off. It's really good. Um, yeah. So Matt's really, you all got three restaurants. Yeah. Three all together, yeah, for, and uh, what's what's like? Get, take me down the menu. What are some highlights of that menu? On e- Eames menu? Yeah. Um, white curry with brisket. Yeah. yeah. Take yeah. the, the take white. A mic. The white curry with yeah. brisket. Uh, what else is there? Our favorites there. Pork steak. The pork steak. You do the it. The cocktails are amazing. Do they do the pork steak slice like it snows? They yeah, do slice. It's, it's no, it's not like but snows not at all. Like it's like thin slices off the wine. Oh, but gotcha. it's really good. They did a smoked mackerel when they first opened. I'm not sure if they're still doing that, but that was amazing. Mackerel? Mackerel. It was it was awesome. One of my favorite things, there's a smokehouse, a uh, Japanese smokehouse here, and they actually use a Austin Smokeworks, which is made in just outside of Austin, and they do fish collar. And that's one of my favorite. You can, you can just suck on that bone and get flavor for ten minutes. It's delicious. What kind of fish? Yeah, it's always like, I, I want to say monkfish, but I, I don't think that was right. It, it was some kind of big fish the last time because it was a big-ass collar. Me and my buddy were kind of fighting over it. <laughs> Go ahead. It's probably a whale. I mean, if it was big, I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't the whole table or anything. <laughs> uh, well, you all seem like you have a good time out there. Do you, do you all end up working similar shifts? Are you all kind of the whole crew at the barbecue joint or what? Yeah, it's the whole crew. We do everything all together. We got Nick over here. This, this team right here is the barbecue crew. There's a whole separate staff doing the tacos, and some of those guys are green as grass, all right? Let's be, <laughs> let's be honest, right? That grass right over there. Yeah. Some of those boys are green as grass. Uh, you know, they're pressing tortillas. They can make some guacamole in a pinch. They can press a mean tortilla, though. You know, this, this is kind of the, the old school, you know, we're chopping wood. We're carrying water. We're shoveling coals. We're smoking wood in the smoker. <laughs> Honestly, like we're wrapping briskets. If I can segue, <laughs> like bellies. that kind of brings up an interesting point. Uh, unless you like, if you don't mind me changing kind of. Yeah, go subject. ahead. Let's go. One of the things is that, like, yeah, that's true. All right. Uh, so the point, what I was trying to get at is smoking um, our wood, uh, whatever, like 
we deal with a lot of wet w green wood because we're in Oregon. So if it's green and it's been rained on for a month or, you know, a week, depending on when it got cut down. <laughs> uh, last week. Last week. It's only surface wet. <laughs> it's only surface Surface wet. wet in the center, the center surface. <laughs> There's like, I think that's kind of one thing that makes our, what we do interesting because like we're dealing with some like real wet wood. So it's fun like uh, dealing with that and I don't know how much that imparts a difference at all in like how the meat's getting cooked or the flavor or anything but it's really interesting working with wood that is so wet that not only are you... <laughs> keep talking about wet wood. <laughs> wet wood. Well, uh, what's, what's the secret? What's the secret when, you know, a lot of guys here will get, get a green batch... What's you you just gotta get it dry, whatever it takes. With the green wood. I mean, yeah. So there's, I think there's like a lot of there's a lot of different way, things that we do. Any way you can get heat on it for long term, dry that shit out, put it on the firebox, put it in the smoker overnight, stack that firebox with wood, rip it so that in the morning that shit is like somewhat dry. It still doesn't even dry it out completely, but you know. We do have to get a bit industrious. There's nothing worse than coming in in the morning and trying to start a fire with some wet wood. Or while it's raining, exactly. Also, just in general cooking sense, just build a bigger fire than you think you need. As long as your coal bed's really hot, you can burn off that moisture real fast. So, like, you know, in the morning it's harder to cook with wet wood at night in certain respects. But, yeah, just think 30, 45 minutes in advance and put that log on that you want to put on in 45 minutes now and you can kind of keep it rolling. So is part of that warehouse going to be wood storage? Oh yeah, we're going to get so much wood. It'll be it'll look like uh, Smitty's or something, you know. That's the goal. Just just have the have like a big door and a dump truck rolls in. Every, I'm sure even in Texas, every wood guy like says it's been aged for two years, no matter what. It's just like ridiculous. No one ever, no, no matter what you get, it's always like, oh, it's been two years. It's like in rounds or split or whatever, you know. Um, so we're going to just age it ourselves. That's the only way to do it is control it. You know, if it's too if it's too green, we just put it aside. We touch it. We play around with it again three months later. So that's the goal. And is it is it like a white oak like we do down here? Or? It's Western white oak is the term. Uh, it's the most similar thing to post oak. You know, the flavor is not the same, but it burns very similarly. I think maybe Mike can illuminate that because he's the one who's cooked on both woods. Mike, the Oregon white oak is damn near identical. Like very similar BTUs to smoke ratio, it's really one of the things that lets us make such an excellent product. It's, um, I found some like old catalog that had, I think there's only like three BTUs difference per cord from post oak to to the white oak. It's really good. Um, it lets you to create those same chemical processes to create the nice bark, Texas barbecue. Now, you have a lot of experience with Texas barbecue. How did you end up in Portland? Drove across the country, took four <laughs> days doing it. Um, did, you, did you leave to work for Matt? Or? Um, so because Daniel Vaughn has written extensively about Matt's barbecue, when I decided on going to Portland, this was the only place I applied to before I drove across the country because you can't apply for a job when you're not even in the city yet. Yet I emailed saying, I'm going to be there probably a month. Like, let's talk. And it was the top of my list, the place I wanted to work at. And I'm super stoked to be a part of this team. Uh, everyone we've hired has never eaten brisket usually in their life. <laughs> 
So we get a resume from some dude who's worked at Franklin's and Terry Black's, and it was just like, um, if yeah, he's not the biggest dick in the world, hire him. Unfortunately, <laughs> Mike is not the biggest dick in the world. Uh, you know, Mike it was just like, godson. oh my God, it's, we got an all-star. You know, like normally we're showing people, we're feeding people brisket for the first time. So it's, it was so rad to see, to get Mike's resume. And like I said, we, we were like so excited to bring him in. And he's a cool dude. And like he's gelled with the team. And like, it's just, you know, it's been really great. Like I think we trained him for about a day and a half. You know, like he's nice. like, you know, he already knows how to cook a brisket, obviously. So we're just kind of getting him in tune to our systems. And, uh, yeah, it's always great to have uh, to have Mike around and, and, you know, imparting his Texas wisdom as well. So did things change when Mike rolled in or? No, as you, as you can tell, I, oh, the number one thing I said to Mike, I was like, don't rock the boat. I don't want to know how Franklin does it because you're just going to fuck everything up if we try to do it his way. You know, like, we, it, again, it's we cook our smokers, our wood, uh, you know, and, and maybe, you know, we're going to keep evolving, and Mike has a huge knowledge base that we can draw from. You know what I mean? But, like, just because he's cooked a Franklin brisket doesn't mean you could just show up and all of a sudden our food tastes like Franklin's. You know, like, there's just so many variables. And, uh, you know. I, I stepped into a team of absolute rock stars. Matt's great, and these guys kick fucking ass, and there's, like, a ton of talented chefs with refined palates on this team, and they click and they gel, and Riley leads us does a damn good job i'm just stoked to be a part of because i've been in a lot of kitchens and (laughs) this crew is on point and it's just nice to slide mike was mike was mike was the missing link like this has been like a really amazing crew we've had like it's really hard to find especially in portland where it's not as barbecue centric as texas is obviously but like having someone step in and like not only on the pit just owning it and knowing it and like being humble enough to like like conform to like what we're doing but also imparting his own stuff upon it like but as a crew like as a dude like he's got some good jokes he's fun to hang out with (laughs) he just it'd be it's like when mike stepped in and like at this point especially like now this is a fucking team like a solid ass team that like and we were close we like we were rocking it before but it's like there aren't really any loose ends at this point. Like we just it's just working. I think like the main thing we took from Texas the first time at least was to see that the barbecue culture was so ingrained. It wasn't like a job, it was like a lifestyle. Um and that was not a thing in Portland, but this crew from when we first came here and now until now when people have seen it, it's it's honed in and everybody's yeah, no, like how how like many people thing. here could actually go back to a restaurant, restaurant and watch a I ticket machine pop never out? Never work in a restaurant. You can't go back, man. Like you can't go back. Like this is definitely like uh, a much. It's a much more enjoyable way to work, at least for me. You know. I mean, I I do it for fun sometimes. You know, on my time off, on my days off, but. What, work in a restaurant and watch a ticket machine or a cook barbecue? I'm like. Yeah. I'm <laughs> 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 what exactly are you doing for fun? I'm like, I could go see a movie or I could, like, work on a line. I don't know. It's a tough call. No, I'm just kidding. He's using a humor. Uh, this is a type of humor called sarcasm. <laughs> Some Portland sarcasm. Shipped in fresh. Uh, well, so uh, the, the last thing I ask everyone in my interviews is, what's your message to the enthusiast? You know, what's your message to the guy who's alone putting every stick on the fire and wants a crew and is looking for 
a great group of people. What's your message to the guys that are brand new and they've got a mic to deal with and they, they don't know what they're doing? Go ahead, Nick, start us off. I said pay them good and treat them right. And then that's, we should, no, we should go into that. Uh, we pay really well. We keep a small team and we have really good tips. I try to get the guys as much money as possible. We got and girl, the girl you know, and Sarah as well, and all the other females that work at the carts. Uh, but, you know, we got two weeks paid time off. Uh, we close from December to New Year's to give everyone time to visit families and stuff if they're out of town. They obviously get to go on this trip, and I uh, stuff them full of barbecue and beer, and we have a great little uh, couple of days to hang out together. You know, like, the work culture and kitchens are shit for most places. We're not getting six um, pans of hot onions I, thrown at our face. Yeah, I, I was like, I was that line cool. cook and shit on by other business owners and kind of, I never wanted to, you know, it's, it's amazing you can watch certain cooks and chefs become chefs and do the same thing that... You know, they create the cycle all over again. So, you know, uh, I try to create a really good workplace environment and good culture. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, like, this is just a job, man. Like, you got to pay people well, you know. And, uh, yeah, you know, that's that's we try to be approach. Yeah. I try to approach that just as with the yeah. same. Uh, uh, the way I approach a brisket is how I approach running the restaurant. You know, like, let's do it as best as we possibly can, you know. Well, and, and from a cook's perspective, what do you guys say to the enthusiasts that are cooking their first brisket or just trying to get in on a, a crew this fun? Cook that shit really good. <laughs> Shout out to word. Dave Grohl, Backbeat Barbecue. If you're ever yeah. in Portland, roll through. We got yeah. you. Come to Matt's Barbecue. We'll tell you the secret. Yeah. Nick, oh, yeah, Cage. No. Nick Cage also. Please, yeah. you Wait, filmed in Portland. Story here? He was in Portland shooting a film, and he never ate at Matt's Barbecue, oh, and I'm, I'm now forever angry. Nick Cage, we found his trouble hog. Uh, have you had uh, the, some celebrities or any kind of uh, stop-ins? Not from, really. Oh, I could say um, someone from oh the Newsies God. showed up. No, no, no. Like from the Newsies, that old movie. Yeah, no, I know with it. Christian Bale. It was um, Pete, the, and I recognized him in really? line, and I almost shit my pants. And I was like, <laughs> the first week, the first week I worked, and I like didn't know the guys, and I was like, am I being a weirdo? Like that I know this person? Then they, yes, like, you are. I was like, hey, man. Like, Who knows me? And I was like, it's me. I'm sorry. You ever been in a movie with Christian Bale? <laughs> he was like, Who knows that? Why? <laughs> That's weird that you recognize him. I never heard I that story. I watched the like, all the time growing up. Yeah. Uh, Billy Durney showed up about six weeks after I opened. Boom. Yeah. Empty empty, uh, empty parking lot. I'm, I got This is back one brisket a day, one rack of ribs, four sausages. If I could sell half of it, I'm, I'm cool. And then on my days off, I go work at the Good Foot, which is a bar frying tater tots to pay the bills of all the money I lost. Uh, I working at, you know, all the money that Matt's Barbecue lost, I would just kind of cover by working at, at a bar. Um, and yeah, like he, we were out, unfortunately sold out of brisket. He ate some like shitty IBP rib that I grossly undercooked because I was still working it all out. Um, but he, uh, you know, he was super generous and chatted with me and, you know, it was like, it was really cool. And, and what he said, he was like, if you make good brisket, they'll come running. And like, that's like his like little sage words of advice as he left. Um, and that was cool. Yeah, that was probably the biggest Did celebrity. Did he just happen to be there or he came out to try your food I don't know or what? what he was doing. He said he was in Portland for a business thing or something. And he literally saw the smoke and the sign and he pulled in. Because, like, <laughs> you know, like, he's a barbecue nerd, yeah, right? You know? I would do the same thing. And, and it was just like, yeah, like it was just yeah. me and him in an empty. I, we used to be set up next to a pawn shop in the parking lot of that before we were set up next to the bar. And, yeah, like, it could be some uh, dismal days in that parking lot pawn shop. And, yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'll, I'll stop and eat at some gas station barbecue joint just to see, like, just maybe this is a diamond. Just the best you've ever had, right? Yeah, maybe this is something. And even, you know, 
I, I'm a big fan of Lockhart and kind of the old school. There's Brown's Barbecue here in town. I like Brown's. Yeah. And they cook kind of that Lockhart style. You know, he's from an old colony yeah. um, out that way. And it's cool to taste everyone's version. You know, it doesn't have to be, like you guys talked about your ribs, it doesn't have to be exactly Franklin, exactly, yeah. you know, North Carolina sauce. It doesn't have to be exactly anything. It's just your expression of, right. of that barbecue. Yeah, I think that's that's more apparent everywhere, even in Texas. Man, we had an interstellar barbecue. So good, so good. Great, great crew up there, too. Johnny Bates. You know, um, shout out, shout out to Interstellar Barbecue. Um, Warren, Warren the War Dog. And there's McDonald. just more and more people that are are cropping up and doing not only, like, again, cooking a good brisket now is not a special thing, you know? Like, a lot of people can cook a good brisket, and now a lot of people, but now you have people cooking a good brisket, cooking good ribs, doing turkey, doing weird meats that you don't see anywhere else, pastrami brisket. And then they got six or seven sides that are also good. They got three sauces that are good. They make their own pickles. Like that's the norm now. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how we roll. And we want to involve. We're gonna. Uh, we're gonna be start curing our own pastrami and bacon and ham. And I'm working out trying to get certified through the state for all that. So we'll be able to sell our own bacon for the breakfast tacos it's and a stuff. Hassup Hassup plan. Yeah, I get a Hassup plan. I gotta pay some dude that like to help me fill it out because it's such the paperwork's such a so insane. If, um, if you really want to push it. Get your smokers NSF certified. Uh, I don't know. Talk to Sonny Moberg <laughs> about that one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, you got you. You know, you gotta have a deep menu. You can't just do the one thing right anymore, where everyone freaks out. You can't just cook brisket well. You gotta do everything. Uh, and Interstellar Barbecue definitely does that. You know. Yeah, for sure. And do you feel like? Uh, did you get to try a lot of the stuff there? Uh, I think we ate everything on the menu. Yeah. With eight people, it's easy to order a little bit of everything. So yeah, I think we had everything, and it's nice. it's just all solid, you know. Like, yeah. and you get, there's a couple of things you never had before. There's a couple of things you've always had, just done really well. And, and did you see yeah. that little smoker parked up front? That's actually original yeah, yeah. Moberg. Yeah, yeah, I saw it's that one. Old Moberg. Yeah. And, and their little the 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 pigs on the yeah they, their I think custom. I, Sarah there. posted an Instagram video of that. Did they have the? Uh, <laughs> I like that. I like that smoker. <laughs> did, uh, did they have like the little cust the um, banana pudding tarts and all that stuff do we, too? What do we get? Do we get yeah. the banana pudding? Yeah, we got the banana pudding tarts. It was delicious. You know, we're gonna be opening offering desserts for the first time pretty soon, so we're kind of doing a little dessert research as well. I mean, we're gonna make banana pudding, but just we want to do it in pies or however, and how fun do we want to take it? Or you know, it was a good tart. Good tart interstellar barbecue. <laughs> yeah, I'm a listening. big fan of them. I, I uh, unfortunately didn't get to go today, but. They had a that that oh, was. Oh, I a, saw the thing with Brett. That yeah, was a, he's Brett on my cool. list. Uh, it'd be nice yeah. to check him out. Brett's barbecue. Brett's barbecue, and he actually randomly hit me up over Instagram asking for like advice on how to open a barbecue cart or how to like run a barbecue cart by yourself. And nice. I was like, I don't know, because it's just a random person. I don't know if it was good or not. And I was like, don't do it. Don't, <laughs> it's too hard. Don't do it. Like, do not. Good. It's five days a week is a nightmare. But like. Whatever the dude's doing, it seems like he's doing it right because it seems like, yeah, everything I've here is really good. Uh, I'd love oh. to check him out as well. And check his, his little hand. pit room's cool, and they have yeah. um, Sonny actually made him kind of a direct pit, kind of like the Snows Pits. Oh, nice. So he cooks all kinds of stuff nice, on there. Nice, nice. I, uh, I used to sell real estate, and one of the things people ask, when people ask me, oh, you, should I get a real estate license? Like, you know, is selling real estate good? And I'm like, no, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Find something fun to do. It's good if you can make it work, but it's hard to make. That, that it, hump was it's hard, It's not man. even that. It's just like being someone's errand boy for, right. you know, it's it's annoying. Like, you guys are creating something. I'm trying to create something. Sure. And, and it, it's more fun, like, dipping into your creativity than 
than just like being someone's Selling servant for for yeah, two months. For sure. <laughs> well, um, Mike, yeah, Adam, Nick, Devin, Dashel, uh, Riley, Sarah, and Matt, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being on the show. Keep cooking Thanks great barbecue. And, uh, and y'all are killing it. I'm glad we crossed paths, and uh, hopefully it'll happen again soon. Cheers, man. Thank you. Hey, to come in and meet, man. Y'all to see me eat, man. Hit on the meat, man. Y'all to see me eat, man. I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. I made tack tongue with a sensitive taster. I was born out in Texas called the land of beef. Never catch a muscle green or show no hell of like a meat on the meat, man. Y'all to see me eat.